Hello everyone, and welcome back to the All Things Basketball Podcast. And so today I'll just be mainly going over the Milwaukee Bucks, as they have now completed the sweep against the Miami Heat, and they are now moving on to the second round of the playoffs. And I will also be talking about some of the top moments from the playoffs so far. Alright, hello everybody, and once again, welcome back to the All Things Basketball Podcast. And so for today's episode... We're going to be mainly going over the Milwaukee Bucks and just their series against Miami and how they have completed the sweep. And so they'll be moving on to the next round to play either Brooklyn or Boston. Um, and then also going over some of the top moments you know, from the playoffs so far. And so without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. And so first off with Milwaukee, um, first four games, won them all pretty convincingly. Last three games were not close by any means. It was just straight blowouts. Um and, you know, all around Milwaukee looked pretty good this series. I mean, guys like Bryn Forbes looked pretty good. Um, you know, just all around production from them, starting lineup and the bench, guys stepped up for them. Uh, Drew Holiday, you could, I mean, you saw the impact during the regular season, but now even for the playoffs, guys like Drew Holiday, you're going to see their impact even more. Um, and, you know, he played a great series defensively. Um, he played well, uh, getting his own shot on offense. He did a great job of doing that, scoring when he needed to. Uh, made some tough shots. Um, then also he just he just gets guys in the right spots. You know he's he got good court vision. Though he runs the plays, he'll make the right read, he'll make the right pass. And uh, Drew Holiday was a great addition in the off season. Um, and so you're really starting to see that now as the playoffs start to heat up. Chris Middleton, he was just phenomenal this series. I mean he's probably Milwaukee's best scorer. Um, he can score from anywhere on the court, all three levels. He's a decent, he's a solid defender, better than I think he gets credit for. Um, he can handle the ball as well, so he really is a secondary point guard out there. Um, they're going to actually need him even more as, you know, kind of the ball handling role behind Drew Holiday with DiVincenzo now out for the rest of the playoffs. And so you're going to see a lot more from Middleton, I think, going forward. But he played a great series. Uh, Giannis, I mean... There's just not much to say. He played all around great series. Um, you know, just I mean, rebounding, playmaking, scoring defensively, he was great. There really just was no answer for him. If, if he wasn't scoring, he was getting down there rebounding. You know, he was getting assists. He was playing good defense. He was doing all the little things, and that's what you need from your best players. You know, when the playoffs, you know, when the playoffs start going, you need your best players to step it up all around. Points, rebounds, assists. You know, defense, everything. And he did that this series, and so credit to him. Um, I thought the the Bucks just their scheme was good this series. I liked what I saw from them defensively, zone man to man. I like their matchups. I like the plays they were running. I like the ISO ball sometimes. I like the pace they played at. That they had a good pace. Um, the only negative I think was from Game Four. What I saw Game Four was that uh, in Game Four in the, in the first half, uh, Giannis and Lopez had a foul trouble, and the Bucks, you know, took a lot of bad shots once they were out. I thought that they need to, you know, play at more of, you know, controlled pace. Don't, you know, don't panic. Because that allowed Miami to, you know, have a decent lead uh, in game four going for the second half. I think, that, I think I think they had a nine-point lead going into the second half. And so, you know, Miami did have some momentum. But second half came. Giannis and Lopez kind of got out of foul trouble. And they, uh, they were able to seal the deal. But that's all from Milwaukee side of it. For Miami, it was as bad as bad can get. Um, all around for Miami, you know, they just did not look good at all. Uh, their two best players, Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler, 
did not play good by any means. Um, I thought they looked a little bit too passive out there. There was a lot of times where they passed up shot attempts to try and run the you know the the set or the play. And in the playoffs, you know your your best players just have to take over games. You know there just there has to be a point where your best player just says, okay, give me the ball and I'll go get us to where we need to be. And neither Butler or Bam did that. Um, you know, just they just did not look good at all. I mean, the Heat best player this series was probably Dwayne Dedman. I mean, you just you know watching the games, it was kind of tough to watch Miami play offensively because there was times when Miami defensively would play a good stretch of defense, and they just could not score at all. And so you know, Butler and Bam both struggled. Uh, Butler shooting the ball was absolutely terrible. I mean. You look at game one through four is his efficiency. Game one, four for 22. Game two, four for 10. Game three, seven for 17. And game four, four for 15. And just yeah, that's just obviously not very good. And so, you know, I really do, uh, get, you know, give credit to Milwaukee. They played a great series. But I thought Miami could have done a better job making adjustments. And I think they kind of just shot themselves in the foot uh, with this one. And so it'll be interesting to see how they look this offseason and, you know, what moves they make. Um, and so, yeah, now let's move on to some of the top moments from the playoffs so far. Okay, so now moving on, we're going to be going over some of the top moments from the playoffs so far. And um, the first one, not really a top moment, but just kind of a big topic right now is going to be Julius Randle and, and the New York Knicks. And, you know, if you're watching the playoffs or if you're even, you know, you're just checking social media, you know, surrounding basketball, Julius Randle is one of the main topics right now as the Knicks are now down 3-1 against Atlanta. And Julius Randle has not really looked good in any of the games. I mean, his efficiency has been down. Just everything's been down for him. Um, you know, he's the Knicks' best player. And he, you know, if you're watching the playoffs, you would not think, you, you couldn't even think that. You could not see that. Um, you know, game one, shot six for 23. Game two, shot five for 16. Game, uh, game three, two for 15. And then he played today and he shot seven for 20. Um... And, you know, you look at where the problems are, you know, are kind of coming from. I mean, the Knicks, I mean, not the Knicks, but the Hawks, you know, they're running a lot of defenders at them, uh, you know, double teams, you know, man on man zone, a lot of different stuff. And, you know, Randall is taking a lot of bad shots. He's forcing things. He's turning the ball over. Um, and just, you know, he just has not looked like the guy he was during the regular season. I don't know if it's, you know, first time in the playoffs, kind of, you know, the jitters, the, you know, confidence not there yet or. I don't know what it is, but he's just been missing some easy shots, uh, some frustration shots, you know, and just all around, Randall has not looked good this series. And with the Knicks down 3-1, it's looking like this team might be a wrap. Um, you know, only bright spot for the Knicks has been Derrick Rose. He's been undoubtedly their best player this series. Um, and, you know, coming into the playoffs, you know, I thought the Knicks would actually be better than most people thought they would because the Knicks are a very, you know, slow-paced team, one of the best defensive teams. And they have a lot of good players on their roster that can really lock in, make tough shots, play good defense. And in the playoffs, the pace always tends to slow down. And so I thought that the Knicks would be better in the playoffs than they were in the regular season. And, in, you know, I've obviously been proved wrong about that. They have not looked that way at all. Um, but, yeah, the Knicks have just struggled all around. R.J. Barrett's been missing some. He's not looked good either. Um, you know, still a young player, but he has really not stepped up at all. And, you know, Tom Thibodeau, who I think, is a really good coach. Obviously, coach of the year candidate. Um, I don't think he's, you know, made good adjustments either this series. 
Um, now, obviously, coaches can only do so much. They can't go out there and play for the players. But I just think, you know, from staff to roster, the Knicks have not looked good at all this series. The fans, obviously, are, you know, very kind of, you know, just ticked off about the situation because Knicks make the playoffs for the first time in all these years, and this is kind of the basketball they show. And so, you know, for the Hawks, Trey Young's been dominating. First time in the playoffs, he's looked like he's been there before. Um, Bogdanovich and DeAndre Hunter have been making some tough shots. Uh, I think John Collins has looked solid as well. And, you know, the coaching, the coaching shift for them during the regular season really kind of changed their whole season around. When they got the new coach, the roster kind of, you know, you, you saw the energy pick up, and they've been playing well ever since. And so, you know, give credit to Atlanta. They've looked amazing this series. Uh, they're probably going to win. I mean, this is probably going to end in five games. And so, you know, yeah, credit to Atlanta, but you just kind of feel bad for New York and just where do they go from here? You know, do they re-sign Randall a big contract after what he's done, you know, in the playoffs? You know, so where do they go from here? But, uh, yeah. Now moving on to the Memphis Grizzlies, and the big moment for them was going to be John Morant. And the Grizzlies have been riding high in momentum for about the past two weeks now, two, three weeks, winning the playing games, and now moving on to the playoffs. And they're playing against the number one seed in the Utah Jazz. And the Grizzlies have not looked bad, you know. Uh, they did win game one. Obviously, Mitchell did miss game one. Um, you know, Ever since Mitchell's been back, the Grizzlies have lost both games. Um, but John Morant has been kind of the highlight for them. Him and Dylan Brooks, both young players, have really stepped up for them recently. And so, you know, I think that's really a bright spot for them. And uh, John Morant, May 26th, a few days ago, dropped 47 points, almost 50 points in a playoff game. And uh, he's he's just been amazing for them. And, you know, it's going to be interesting interesting to see, you know, where the Grizzlies, you know, can they pull off an upset? People say they can't. Others say they can't. I don't think they will. I mean, Mitchell's been back, and he's looked he's he's looked really good. And so, you know, uh, Grizzlies give them credit. They've, play, they've looked good this series. But against Utah, they're just not ready to, you know, beat a team like that yet. Um, and so, yeah. Lastly, the Boston Celtics and... We all know how good Jason Tatum is. He's a superstar in this league, I think, at this point. I think that's undebatable. He's one of the top players in this league. And going up against the juggernaut Brooklyn Nets, he has done all he can, really. Um, you know, but, you know, recently he dropped 50 points. And uh, Boston did was able to win one game against Brooklyn. They played today. And unless Tatum drops 50 again, I don't think Boston will win any more games this series. But, you know, Tatum has just, he's been a player that uh, ever since he came into the league, he's had, you know, big time experience in the playoffs, Eastern Conference Finals, you know, playoffs, bubble experience. And, you know, I just really, really like his all around game. I mean, he's going to be a top, I mean, top five player soon, sooner than, sooner than later, I think, uh, you know, arguably top 10, maybe right now. I think he's in that conversation, you know, kind of in that range and, you know, if he was not on Boston right now, I mean, it would not be good. And he actually, he got poked in the eye in game two, and he missed the rest of that game. And there was speculation he wouldn't play the next game, but he did, and he drops 50 points. And so, you know, Boston, uh, they really have no chance to beat Brooklyn unless Tatum drops 50 every game. And I just don't think that can happen. And so, you know, yeah, Boston's probably going to lose the series in five games. I just kind of wanted to highlight Justin Tatum and just talk about him for a little bit because he has been great, you know, ever since he came to the league. This year especially, he's really kind of stepped up for them. Um, and, you know, just watch, watching him develop as a player, 
and as a leader for them has been great to watch. And so that's something for Boston to be, you know, happy about. You know, for years moving forward, you got, you know, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, um, and, you know, guys like Robert Williams are a solid young player as well. And so they've got some talent on that team. Now it's all about just putting it together and, you know, contending for a championship. All right, that is it for today's episode, everyone. Thank you for listening. I just wanted to also say uh, that I appreciate all the new followers and listeners for this podcast. It means a lot to me. Um, and I'll be trying to push out more episodes at, you know, uh, a more consistent, you know, pace than I have been. I've been doing about one episode per week um, because of school and stuff like that. But summer's in about a week and a half. And once summer hits, I'll be doing more stuff about college ball, the draft, in mock drafts, season reviews, and also still talking about the playoffs, obviously. But yeah, thanks for listening for today's episode, guys, and have a nice day.